From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Huge episode once again, another one. We'll be joined by host of the New York CityCast, Will Hill, where we'll discuss some Sixers nets, some best bets, see what Will likes against the spread total, any player props. I'll give you all of my thoughts on all of that and more. We'll go through some of the biggest stories in the sports betting world. So, Let's get right into it. Hope you enjoy my conversation with Will Hill. Here we go. So let's get right into it. Uh, As we've mentioned in the intro, the weekly crossover edition, Philly and New York. And I I think we have a couple things to talk about as we record on Thursday morning, March 10th here. It feels like Christmas Day, maybe a little corny, but man, the, the hype is real, Will. Are we ready for this tonight? Yeah, it's kind of blended in because there's just so much college going on that I'm immersed in that. That This date kind of snuck up on us. We've been hearing about you know, this for, what, three weeks ago? A month ago was the trade. I think it was three weeks ago. March 10th, March 10th, March 10th. And it kind of – it's funny how the mind works. That date is kind of off in the distance some, you know, somehow, and then it, it just pops up where you look up and like, oh, today's that March 10th game. So Sixers-Nets tonight. Um, I don't know if you believe in miracles, but the New York Knicks have somehow won three games in a row. Oh, including a 30-point win in Dallas last night. And, uh, boy, I was texting one of my friends. They're up 27 at the half, 26 at the half. They were plus 750 for the second-half money line, and they hit. So uh, just a, a crazy sequence. Three wins in a row, all first West Coast teams. They blew out the Clippers. They buried the Kings and then uh, buried the Mavs. But we got a good one tonight. Should be fun. Got Kyrie. We got Durant. 
Uh, should be a lot of points, a lot of fireworks. What are you looking for tonight? I don't know. Now I'm looking at a you know buy low spot for Knicks to come out of the East. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I can save your money there. The, the miracle was winning by 30 and winning the second half money line. That's the miracle. Right. Uh, they're yeah. not. They're no, not making no a run. more miracles. Yeah, they're not making a run for any sort of playing scenario. They're just. <laughs> we know what they're doing. They're screwing up their lottery position because. They were headed for, I don't know, the fifth, sixth best odds where, who knows, you get the kid from Gonzaga or one of these Duke guys or or whatever. Now that, uh, yeah, who knows, you could still get lucky in the lottery, but three wins in a row out of nowhere. They haven't won in forever. And speaking of teams that haven't won forever, the Nets finally won a game the other night. Uh, they had to win. They have just played terribly. Uh, they finally get Durant back. They still lose a couple games. Um, what, what are you looking for tonight? Do you have any bets on this game? You know, I, I like the Sixers, man. I mean, you know, Homer Homer alert here, but <clears throat> interesting. I, I pulled it up when I first, uh, you know, woke up here a little bit earlier today and uh, and last night even. It was at four and a half. Some books had it at five, but Bet Rivers, obviously, four and a half. And now I just refreshed it. It's down to four, so it's moving a little bit. Sixers laying four at home. Total's up to 233 and a half. I saw this total uh, late last night at 229. Yeah, I wish I grabbed the over. I, I did Stormy show yesterday. My guy's in the desert, and she was asking me about this game. I was like, I don't know what the over is going to be, but whatever it opens at, it's going to move up. And, and boy, that's uh, yeah, turned see, out to I'm, be right. They're, they're just, the Nets have a hard time getting stops. They're really small on defense. And we know the new look Sixers, they've been an over machine. I don't think the Bulls game went over the other night, but they're just so good on offense. They live at the free throw line. Uh, you know, as an overbetter, when you're at the free throw line, that's an overbetter's dream because the clock stopped, you're adding points, uh, you're getting in the bonus, that kind of thing. So um, uh, Philly's been an offensive machine. I still have some questions defensively uh, about them. So I think this will just be a uh, a back and forth kind of a shootout game. I like Philly to win. Uh, at five, I would take the Nets. At four, I don't know, kind of a pass. I'm a little back and forth here uh, on the side. I don't know that I'm going to force a bet here with the side. Uh, I'll be rooting for Philly because of my division futures, my conference futures, all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, you gotta gotta hold off Boston here. Got, Boston seems to win every damn night, but uh, yeah, I would I would lean Philly here. I guess I would lean Philly here, but nothing strong. Yeah, see, I'm I'm confident in my 76ers side bet, uh, especially at four. Uh, the total, see, we're we're a little bit vice versa here. The the total now it's at two thirty three and a half. I wouldn't touch that. And for all the points that you make for why you like betting over, especially for, you know, potentially this game, uh, check out. And I agree with, but maybe I'm overthinking this, but um, this crowd's going to be absolutely insane and it's going to be a playoff like atmosphere. So I, I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if, if it's a little bit like a playoff game, at least in the first, you know, six to eight minutes and a slow start like that's enough to, to push an under. Uh, through as a as a hit, especially with a total at 233 and a half, 234. So I stay away from the total. And for those same reasons, I feel good laying, laying the four with the 76ers. I understand it's the Nets. I understand it's a big game for them as well on national TV. Both teams are going to be ready. Um, so you, you can't rule out KD and the Nets getting it done. But I just liked, like what I've been seeing way too much here, Will, with, with James Harden and Joel Embiid. And, and Maybe I'm too close to the situation, but I feel like this is a bigger game. It's a big game for both, but it's a bigger game for Philadelphia at home with Ben in street clothes watching from, from the sideline there. I think the 76ers are going to want to put out a statement here against this team. 
Yeah, uh, as someone who's rooting hard for the Sixers, I'm I'm as big a Sixers fan as you are for the next couple. <laughs> yeah, months. I know you are. Uh, I don't think there's any big games. I think my big concern from a Sixers perspective, who they get in the first round. I don't want to. I don't want mm-hmm. the Nets in the first round. I just don't. I just don't want any part of Durant. It's not fair to be not. the one or the two seed and have to see the Nets. Now you're you're not going to be sure where the Nets are going to be in terms of the playoffs. They're, they're not a guarantee to get in because they could trip up in the play and they probably won't as long as they're healthy, but. Uh, if the Knicks, if, if the Nets are in that seven and eight and they win that first game, they're a seven. So they play the two seed. That could be the Sixers. Uh, if they dropped it to the nine ten match to the nine ten slot, which I don't think they will, but it's not impossible. Then they're looking more at a eight seed, which would mean probably Miami. I know Miami lost last night, uh, and Milwaukee's played well, so it's hard to project who's going to play who. I just think. Uh, it, be a tough break for Philly after all this to have to deal with the Nets in the first round. And I'd be curious what that first round series price would be. I don't. I, I think Philly would be favored, but it'd probably be a slight favorite. Listen, we all assume, you know, not literally me and you, but just the majority of people here and and insiders, credible people. I'm not, you know, saying these are idiots talking, but I think too many people will are saying, well, yeah, the Nets, the Nets will will come out of the play in. I mean. They're in eighth right now. Toronto's in seventh. So they got to go win one game against Toronto. Toronto can can knock them off for a game. And now Brooklyn's back's against the wall a little bit. Like yeah. the play-in tournament is not as easy of a cakewalk, I just think, as some are, are implying and just quickly to gloss over it. Yeah, but if you're in the eight spot, and I assume if Durant stays healthy here, they'll get to the eight. You got two chances to win one game, and you have Durant. So if you don't beat Toronto, yeah. which they'll be favored against, who you're dealing with, Charlotte or Atlanta? And Atlanta. Uh, I mean, you should win one of those two games. If you if you go zero two against Toronto and Atlanta or Charlotte, I mean, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if they miss it all together. Now, if Durant rolls an ankle, re-injures himself, whatever, uh, hey, all bets are off. They're not going anywhere anyway. <laughs> But I, I would expect that the Nets now they're going to be in the play. They're not making themselves uh, making their way into the main draw. They're just too far behind, you know, Cleveland, Boston. They're six in the loss column to go. We only got 16 games left. I mean, the season's kind of we're, we're we're getting near the end here. So they are going to be in the plane. I, I would expect them to come out of that round uh, in some form or fashion. It's going to be interesting. I mean, the East is just completely wide open. You mentioned Boston. They look. They look great. I mean, they were twelve to one not too long yeah. ago to come out of the East at Bet Rivers today. They're plus eight fifty, uh, and it's just you can't call it, man. One through six, you throw in Brooklyn there at eighth. It's you can pick a card, any card. Yeah, I I think it's easier to just kind of eliminate teams. I would eliminate Chicago. I don't think they're good enough, uh, especially if they don't get these guys back. I don't think they're good enough. Cleveland, nice story, nice year. That uh, they're not good enough. Miami's going to be the one, but again, Miami, I, I, they just, I don't know if they have enough half court offense. They really struggle to they get don't. a bucket. Um, you know, it's, it, you're, you're right. It's, it's definitely more wide open than usual. I mean, when you throw Boston in there, Milwaukee's quietly won six in a row. They've kind of gotten their act together. We know how good the Sixers are. The Nets have Durant. Yeah, it's, it, it's way more wide open than usual. Usually, the first round, you get one or two series in each conference that are just a waste of time. You know, 4-0, uh, you know, I, I miss, I don't know if you're old enough to remember when it used to be best of five in the first round. I'm always screaming yeah. every year. It should be best of five. A lot of these series stink. You're probably not going to get any dead series. I mean, think about it. If you got a 1-8 with the Nets, you know, Heat or Sixers, Nets, God forbid, uh, all these series gonna are going to be, be pretty good. I'm excited for it. Yeah, so am I. It's going to be absolutely loaded. 
uh, from top to bottom. And so that's why, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the futures in, in the East in particular, but it's it's fair game. It's worth bringing it up, and maybe we can get to that in a minute. But I do have a player prop play tonight, uh, if you want to hear this from me. So do I have a choice? I, I've just been riding this lately. Now, Tyrese Maxey has been an absolute oh, stud. He's, he's arguably been the story here in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of stories, man. But uh, you look at what he's been able to do going back to Harden's debut in Minnesota on the February 25th, 28 points, 21, 25, 33, 18, 17. Past two games, he's cooled off a little bit, but his uh, his point total for this game tonight, Will, 17 and a half. I, I love the over at home in a big spot. I, I think Maxi gets to 20 relatively easily. I would say that's my favorite player prop play tonight. I like it. I co-sign. Uh, let me ask you one question about Maxi. This season ends. Whatever happens, happens. A trade for Damian Lillard. You have to include Maxi. Are you doing it? It's funny because I was saying yes pre-Harden um, as much as I liked Maxi then, but I, I wanted to get a star in here. Now that we have that star, Maxi looks like a third star in the making right now. It's very early. Okay, I get it. But I, I don't know if I'm doing that because – they're going to try and trade Tobias. Like, Tobias is gone after this year. He doesn't fit. He makes no sense right now with Harden in the mix. So is Tobias and a couple other pieces not named Maxi enough to bring in a Damian Lillard? I would explore that. But I'm not giving away Maxi, man. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting Lillard unless you give up Maxi. I'll throw, yeah, I'll throw Beal in there too, Lillard. So if it comes down to I don't know what, which way I'd go, but you would say no to that. You would not do that. Because you'd have Lillard, Harden, and B. That is tempting. I know how good Maxi is. That really is tempting to have Lillard. There's obviously a big age difference, uh, and Lillard missed a lot of the year with the injury. Boy, it's a tough one. It's tough to say no to that. It's it's tough. It to, is. It's tough to give Maxi away, but it's tough to say no to that. So I don't know the answer to my own question. I'm just curious what you thought. Yeah, no, it's it's a great question. But you look at if we just copy and paste it, Maxi's production over the past couple weeks. It's only a couple weeks, but if he floats around this production the rest of the way, and if he shows us something in the postseason. You you got something special right now besides Harden and Embiid. You have something special with a young Tyrese Maxey. You really do. I wonder what Maury would do, especially if they didn't win a championship. You know how his, uh, you know, his obsession with stars, that's his whole uh, mantra, his whole philosophy, yeah. get as many stars as you can. We'll figure it out later. If I have one, I want to get two. If I have two, I want to get three. So... Boy, I wonder. I wonder if he if he just made it maxi and whatever for Lillard. If he'd do that. If I'm Portland, I, w I want to move off of Lillard. I they probably too yeah. late in moving off of him. You're not obviously a championship contender. You're kind of in no man's land. Just get as much as you can for him. That's uh, it's kind of a fascinating topic because it's uh, it's tough, man. A, a team with Harden and Bead and Lillard. Boy, that's uh, that would be hard to stop. But I can understand not really wanting nice. to give up maxi. That's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one, but and I'm basing it a little bit off of what the team has said. Now, organizations lie all the time in professional sports, so not always gospel, but they were stubborn, hellbound on absolutely no, we are not including Tyrese Maxey, no matter what. So I, I don't see why why they'll they'll move off of that, especially when they start to see how well he's playing you know, with Harden post trade. So. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a great offseason. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to need a good offseason. The way baseball talks are going, we're going to be uh, 
Have you have you thought about how your shows are going to be with no baseball? Or we'll, we'll be all right because we'll have playoff basketball. We'll have, I mean, playoffs will take us to June. We'll have the hockey by then. You figure they'll be back by June. So, are you worried about it or not too much? No, I'm not. I'm not worried about it, honestly. Um, you know, especially here in Philly, it's like <laughs> we're, we're talking Eagles ninety percent of the time. <laughs> I feel like even in July when baseball is going on, um, and and that's that's an ugly peek behind the curtain of how bad the Phillies have been really in, in recent years, past decade. But uh, I hope that's not the case, man. I hope we're talking baseball. We're talking best bets every day because I can't wait to do the city cast for the first time, hopefully during a baseball season. Yeah. Uh, look, if we get it back by May, we'll all live. It's, it's not the end of the yeah. world. It's just, it's frustrating, but I mean, coming up, we got March madness that kind of take us right into Trying to think of when the playoffs. Playoffs is what mid-April for basketball, so we'll be okay. I mean, think about it. It was actually two years ago today when the sports world shut down for yeah. good. Good. That when it was the Wednesday night with Gobert. Then it was the Thursday where remember they started playing college basketball games. I think it was St. John's at Creighton. They went to half, and they never finished the game. Was that the right scenario? They, yeah, they started I the day trying to hey, yeah. we're, we're going to just kind of whistle through the graveyard here. We're going to play these games, and then by like two, three o'clock in the afternoon, everything was shut down. The tournament was canceled. One of the uh, one of the more depressing sports days of the year. Like, it's hard to believe that's two years ago. In, in some ways, that feels like it's you know ten years ago. It feels like it's ten minutes ago. Some other ways, but uh, if we got it through you know March through July with no sports, we can get through you know no baseball for a month or so. Yeah, we can get through anything. I, I remember that vividly because I was down in uh, AC at Boardwalk Hall catching in catching some uh, some action. Some Mac, uh, the Mac conference tournaments at uh, Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City, and they stopped the game, and we all had to leave. Which Mac? The uh, the Metro Atlantic? Yes. Okay. I saw Iona lost last night, and they were supposed to be a juggernaut. They got upset. I don't think they're going to get in. I'll have to look at the Lenardis of the world. I don't think they're getting in that large, though. That was a, a bad loss by Iona. Uh, a 14 and 18 rider team upset them yesterday. Yeah, 71 70 in a, in a barn burner. Rick Patino said his. Uh, his guys are devastated, obviously, yeah, because I think they had to at least, you know, get into the final two there for that tournament, if not, you know, win it at large, and obviously fell way short. Yeah, a lot of these bubble teams struggled yesterday. Uh, Virginia Tech hit a three at the buzzer to win, but a lot of these, uh, Wake, some of these other teams, I'm trying to think uh, who else, some of these teams really had bad days that are on the bubble. It's uh, It'll be interesting. I, I love Selection Sunday. I'm so excited for this. But, yeah, Iona went down. That was a, a terrible loss for them. All right, so – we can wrap up in a few minutes. Well, when when it's time to wrap up, we can give our final thoughts for the Sixers Nets. But man, a lot else has been happening. I mean, oh, Carson man. Wentz gets traded to Washington. Russell Wilson becomes a Denver Bronco. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. I feel like we should at least touch on some of that. You covered the Rodgers thing. That's about my level of interest in discussing it. Rodgers is back <laughs> with Green Bay. We can all move on. Ridiculous how he strung everybody along. Enough. He he. We kind of got the feeling he's going back to Green Bay. If he wanted out, he would have said it a while ago. It's just it's ridiculous. Yep. So Rodgers with Green Bay. I'm with you there. Uh, Wilson, uh, I'm curious what you thought. I get it from Denver's perspective. Now, he wasn't great last year. But look, you got a good roster. You're in a great division. You haven't had a, a, even an average quarterback in like a decade. What else were you going to do? I mean, maybe overpaid by one too many things. But like, what else were you going to do? So I get it from Denver's perspective. What did you think? I completely agree. Yeah. I said it the other day, like, the people out there that are saying, what is Russell Wilson thinking going to that division? And what what's Denver thinking given that much? It's a haul. 
Russell Wilson doesn't care about his division. He wants to be in a better situation. He he got it. You yeah. know, and if you're Denver, go get a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how much influence Wilson had and where he could have gone because ideally he would probably – you're probably better off staying in the NFC when you think about it. Like who's the second best quarterback in the NFC now that Brady's gone? Is it Stafford? Is it Cousins? I mean it's so lopsided now. Um, you know, Carolina, Washington, could you have gone to a better spot? Maybe, but like well, you said – Washington, just to chime in on that because yeah. you, you hit the nail on the head. I just read this article this morning. Washington offered Seattle – like three or four first. Oh, round he didn't want to go there. I don't think, right? Yeah, Seattle didn't want to send him uh, in the conference. See, that's stupid. Like, what difference does it make if you're Seattle? You're tank. Oh, we don't. Oh, you're gonna. You're worried about playing him in the NFC Championship game. You don't have a. You have Geno Smith and Drew Lock at quarterback. You're not competing for the next two, three, four years, maybe beyond. Maybe okay, two, four years is maybe extreme. Hopefully, uh, if you're Seattle, you find something. But uh, you can't worry about where you send them. I mean, the the. Uh, the Spurs did this with Kawhi. Hey, we're not going to send him in the West. Hey, if you're trading Kawhi, guess what? You're not competing. And they end up getting a terrible package back for him. I mean, DeRozan wasn't even DeRozan at the time. And uh, they got Pirtle in a pick. They really got a, a bad return when you see some of these draft pick uh, returns these other guys get, like Anthony Davis and George. They got not a lot back. Uh, and you just can't worry about where you send these guys, especially if you're trading Wilson. You're basically tanking next year. I, that, that, to me, is, yeah. uh, is broken logic. I feel like it's such an ego thing. Like, well, we don't want to get knocked out by the guy that we traded. It's like, dude, you're trading them. Like, figure out what's best for you and, and move on. What are you scared and of? You're going to be picking in the top five next year. I mean, they're kind of a sleeper. I don't even know if it's a sleeper. They're going to be in the mix for the f first pick in the draft, barring something uh, unforeseen quarterback. I mean, you're going to roll in. There's no rookie quarterbacks to draft that are going to be any good. It doesn't look like. Who are you gonna? You're gonna play Locke or Geno Smith? Who Geno actually wasn't terrible last year, but I mean, what He's is that? A a, what is that? A five-win team? A six-win team at best? I mean, I'm not, not. Put it this way: if it if it, their line was five and a half, I'm not betting over for season wins. I, you can't worry about where you send them. That's a strange one. He's 33. By the time you get good again, he's not going to be. He, he's already starting to decline a little. So I I didn't under, I don't understand that logic at all. Get the best package. I mean, that's what you got to do. Get the best package. No, absolutely. Uh, I, I agree with you, but for for whatever reason, they that's their line of thinking. And because of that, Carson Wentz now uh, becomes a commander. Will, does that does that move the needle for you at all? It's still so weird to see the commanders. No, it doesn't. It gives them a better chance to win the division. I, I think it really limits their upside. Again, I don't know what else you do for the, these teams that need a quarterback. I don't know what you do. Uh, you look at his stats, 27-7 and seven last year. Wow, that's pretty good. But if you watch him, it just, I don't know, some of the turnovers, some of the mistakes. Uh, he was in bubble wrap. Yeah, he was. He was. And, you know, he's a tease. He'll make some great throws here and there, but he's just not accurate enough. Uh, again, you have to worry about injuries with him. He was fairly healthy last year, although he did miss the first couple games, missed the last, uh, second to last game with COVID. I'm not a huge fan of the deal. I understand it. It gives them a decent chance to win the division. That's a pretty good roster. Not great. Uh, I don't love it, though. Um, all right. So that, that's probably about it for, for the QB carousel talk. We, we did mention a little bit of March Madness, college hoops. and I'll I'll throw, uh, Let me jump in one more. Is, is Watson just ahead. not in the mix anymore? Because these teams, if you're going to give up all this pack, you figure you wait for Watson. I guess there's just too much uncertainty where uh, Watson's the next domino to fall. But if you know, if I'm Denver, if I'm going to give up all that, that's the one option, the one thing where I was like, hey, what else can you do if you're Denver? 
Watson would be the one, but my guess is he's not in the mix because I, he, he's younger. He's probably a little better than Wilson. You could have waited for Watson, so my guess is he's not in the mix, but I don't know. I, I saw, I believe on ESPN.com, that they're having the something civil suit in front of a grand jury tomorrow okay. where that is essentially a vote with the 12 jurors if they're going to take it to the next step for legal action or not. So I, I think, Will, don't don't quote me on this. This is a little bit out of my wheelhouse here with all this legal BS. But I think tomorrow, Friday afternoon to Friday evening, we're going to know a little bit more as it relates to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, because, again, if you have a chance to get Wilson, I understand you're getting him. Um, I would prefer Watson in a perfect world. But again, like you said, it's not a perfect world. Who knows if he's going to be cleared, when he's going to be cleared. You can't be sitting around waiting forever. You can't be, you know, it's July and, hey, we'll see what happens with Watson. Then we'll make a trade. You want to get your team organized. So uh, just something to keep an eye on. And uh, it's funny. I had Ian McMillan on the other day. and We are talking about the quarterback carousel. And five minutes before the trade, I was like, you think any of these guys are going anywhere? He's like, no, I think Wilson's staying put. I don't know if we ended up uh, editing it out. But it was just pretty funny, the timing of it. Blue Rogers right off the page, too. You know, and it's funny you bring up Watson because I saw another, a few different articles that mentioned if things go the right way as far as his legal troubles, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a front runner. Yeah. So, you know, is that worth making a very early futures bet in anticipation the Steelers land someone like Watson? We have no idea how many games he could be suspended for. So maybe that's a, a reach, but. No, it's not a reach. It's definitely not a reach. You have to get this before the number moves. Like anyone that's betting Denver now at twelve to one to win the Super Bowl, like you're just you're not, you're not doing it right at twelve to one. Those yeah. odds just aren't good enough. Uh, you know what I think happened? I think they kind of jacked Denver's number up, thinking there's the possibility of getting Rodgers, so they were already a little inflated. And then they get Wilson, then they move him again. So to me, twelve to one, it's they're they're way gone. Do you consider Denver a contender? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like Wilson. I'm not in the camp of uh, last year. I don't know. I, I think he's going to bounce back, especially in a new situation. Probably. I think the flip side of that is he's behind. That offensive line is not good for Denver, and he's got a skill set that I worry about how it ages. You know, the running around. Uh, I just worry. It's like a point guard. Once you get have a point guard who's been in the league like 10, 11 years, like uh, Kemba Walker or something. That quickness, that shiftiness moves a little bit. I mean, that's that's his whole game is moving around and, and making a throw. So that I worry about. But again, uh, if you're Denver, what else were you going to do? So I understand it. Is there um, is there a contingent in Philly that says, hey, what were we doing? We have all these first-round picks. Why didn't we get Russell Wilson? You would think. I mean, yeah. I was in that camp, but way too many fans were screaming and yelling no do not give up all of your assets for a guy like russell wilson for some of the points that you brought up uh we have an entire defense to build we still have some questions on offense let you know run it back with jalen for a year and and use those picks differently so it seems like those people got their wish for right now yeah i probably would have done it if i'm philly just because the, the conference is wide open the division's pretty much wide open i mean dallas always finds a way to, to fall on their face you can't trust them two years in a row uh, two years in a row and their cap situation is not great uh looks like they're getting rid of cooper you know we know mccarthy's issues uh probably wouldn't have to give up all three first ones but if i can give up two of those ones some other twos i i don't know i probably that that would be very tempting if i was philly again i'm not a hurts fan so if i can add wilson to this team everyone looks a little better uh yeah. i i would probably do have done that if i was philly 
I absolutely would have. I was screaming and yelling for it. I'm I'm still hoping they can get Deshaun Watson, you know, pull something out of the rear here with him. I'm all for upgrading. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I just don't know uh, how realistic it's going to be, especially with all the uncertainty with Watson. Um, let, let's, let's move to some college hoops here for a couple minutes, and I'll just throw a game out uh, locally for here in, in Philly. Nova in the quarterfinals tonight will. Uh, they're six-and-a-half-point favorite taking on St. John's at the Garden. Uh, is that a game that's on your radar at all? Yeah, I like the Johnnies in that one. The Johnnies will get into your jersey on defense. They'll press. They're annoying. Uh, Gillespie, that's the one thing. He can kind of struggle with that uh, constant pressure. Uh, I, I like the Johnnies. I think they're live. I, I would, would I be shocked if I'm, – I'm curious what their uh, odds to win the Big East tournament are. You're probably better off just taking them game by game in a money line parlay. But I think the St. John's – uh, that that St. John's is, is pretty live. I think that'll be a good game tonight. I'm with you. I don't feel comfortable laying six and a half in any matchup in the Big East or, or quite frankly, in any conference tournament matchup yeah. similar to this. I was going to say it's a neutral court, but it's not. It's at the Garden, so that's pretty much a home game for uh, for St. John's. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's actually a pretty good bet. I like St. John's. Yeah, uh, St. John's on the money line at Bet Rivers, plus 230 Ooh. if you're feeling froggy. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, any other any other college games to put you on the spot for a second that you looked at? It's early in the day as we're oh, recording. Oh, there's about 100 of them today. Uh, Michigan-Indiana is interesting. You feel like that's a loser-leaf town game. The winner probably is in the NCAA tournament. The loser's probably out. That's an interesting one. Don't really have a play on that. I would lean towards. Really? You think, you think if Michigan – doesn't win this one they're they're not in i think they're, they're Ooh, they might be on that first four in they're close they're in better yeah. shape than indiana indiana needs to win the game michigan who yes. knows it's hard to get in the head of this committee uh against a lot of these bubble teams lost yesterday so that helps michigan that helps indiana they're safer than indiana i wouldn't say safe safe and again you, you might have to be in that first four which is kind of like a, a it's basically a playing game so um you you want to get into the main draw if you're Michigan. I think if they win, they probably would. But again, who knows? You know what the committee's thinking, how they view them. So that's an interesting yeah. one. Uh, I think that's a noon start. Eleven thirty. Wow. Oh man. I mean, this is just the best. I mean, you get from, <laughs> from morning to morning. It's just twelve, thirteen hours straight of basketball on top of basketball. It's just the best. I'm excited for it. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, Syracuse Duke at noon, Florida A M at noon. And then you can go George Mason, Fordham at noon. Uh, you know, <laughs> you got a full slate here ahead of you if you just want to park it right on the couch and watch college basketball for 14 hours straight. It's amazing. Sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. Yep. All right, man. Good stuff. We we went through a lot there. Just to recap uh, some of our thoughts for the the big NBA matchup tonight, Nets coming into Philly. Uh, I'm good laying the, the four now. With the 76ers, my player prop play is Tyrese Maxey over 17 and a half. Uh, you're, go ahead, reiterate, yeah, reiterate yours. I'll lay it with the Sixers tentatively. It's, that's a lean, though. That's not a strong play. I will, uh, yeah, I'm with you on Maxey. I think that's a good one. I'm definitely with you there. I like the over. I just, to me, this is a 132 to 125. This is going to be uh, an old ABA game. I just think both these teams are over teams. Uh, you make a good point about the crowd, but I just think neither of these teams will be able to stop the other one. Uh, Nets have yeah. been really bad on defense. They're just so small. I would expect Embiid to have a monster game, too. I'm excited for it. It should be a lot of fun. Going to need more TVs. I need more TVs. All these college games, Nets, Sixers, there's a lot going on. 
Yeah, I might have to, you know, do a, a little Best Buy or Walmart run or something. Grab a couple flat screens here. Yeah. All right, my man. Appreciate it. Yeah, brother. Good stuff. Thank you. you got it. All right. Thank you all once again for tuning in to another edition of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure you give me a follow at WiseRye on Twitter, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Will Hill. Sixers Nets. Can't wait to recap the entire game on the next episode. Give you some best bets for the weekend. Huge week ahead in college hoops. I should say the next three, four days, but I'm fired up. Can't help it. All right. We'll talk to you soon here on the next episode of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Good luck on your bets, everyone. Peace. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.